Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. If you stretch past, you just change the thought. You go from saying, oh, I can, I'm already at my capacity to, I'm not at my capacity. I can do more. I can handle more. You can If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, Don't Keep Your Day Job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to JustFab for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. If you go to justfab.com slash dreamjob now, you can sign up as a VIP and you'll get your first style for as low as $10. Thanks to Carbon38 for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Carbon38 is a luxury, activewear, and ready-to-wear brand designed by and for the modern woman. Right now, my listeners can receive 20% off your order by going to carbon38.com and using my code dreamjob. Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. LinkedIn Jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, their interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. For $50 off your first job post, go to linkedin.com slash dreamjob. That's linkedin.com slash dreamjob. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Casper. It's a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Today, we're going to do something really important. We're going to talk about our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is truly driving the ship. And if we want to get the results that we've been hoping for, before we're doing any kind of strategy, before we're writing that first blog post, before we are putting up the shingle to our shop, this really has to be the place that we go. We have to figure out what's really going on. What, what are we really thinking about? What, what are the beliefs that are ultimately creating the life that we have? Because that is how it works. And At the end of this episode, I'm hoping that you guys are going to have learned a little bit about how it all works and have the ability to make some changes. This is exciting. So let's just dive in. So first, let's start with some science. So we know that we have about 70,000 thoughts per day. 
Most of them are from our subconscious mind. Our mind operates on different levels. There's a common metaphor for the mind that it's like an iceberg. The tip of the ice, you see that above the water, that's your conscious mind, right? That's the stuff that operates from this rational and intentional place. These are the thoughts that we choose to think. And this is really only about 10% of the total activity in our mind. Is that crazy? Okay, so that's really important. Meanwhile, the other 90% is submerged underneath the water. That's our subconscious mind. The unintentional and habitual thoughts, the behaviors and feelings and actions that we're not proactively choosing because we can't even see that it's going on. So how are these thoughts and beliefs planted in our subconscious? So this comes from either biological or environmental causes. Biologically, it's like this. When we sense danger or when we're in a situation that's uncomfortable, our brain will try to protect us in this sort of fight or flight mode. And it says, escape, run away. And it has this sort of natural reaction to think, I shouldn't go for this, or this is too big, or this is too scary. So it sort of gives us some of those thoughts. And some of that is through sort of this like biology of like evolution and what's kept us surviving. And the second part is environmental. It has to do with what we saw when we were growing up, what we heard, if it was criticism, if it was some beliefs that our parents passed down, um, and what we saw modeled for us, what we experienced. This becomes our internal processing system. And this is going to affect our external situation. So the results of our life, the relationships we're in, the amount of money we have in the bank, whether we enjoy our days or we don't, this is the results of what we're believing. And what we're believing causes a lot of feelings and those feelings create actions and those actions turn into the life that we have. This is really important. So some of the thoughts in the subconscious can be really negative. And we need to start just being aware of it because it's scary and it's sucking the life out of a lot of us. And we can hear things like, I can't do this. Oh, that's such a stupid idea. Why would I even bother? That person's not going to like me. They're going to reject me. And we have all of that going on, which then creates anxiety or it creates fear or worry or sadness. And of course, then we don't hit send on that email or take that meeting or make that piece of art, right? So we don't even realize that this stuff is floating around and we don't realize how much it's bringing us down and paralyzing us from taking action. So what's happening? Our thoughts are driving these feelings and these feelings are driving our actions and those actions will drive results. And that just is like a cycle, which then those results reinforce our beliefs. And those beliefs then reinforce those feelings. And it's just this constant cycle. It's not easy to flip a switch and change your actions. And that's where most people begin. So the new year comes around and people talk about the action, right? I want to change the action. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat differently. But if you don't change the belief, if you don't change the mindset, your mind is going to be fighting against you with that imposter syndrome. And it's going to be playing over and over those voices of, okay, fine, you're doing it now, but you're going to fail. You can't keep this up. You're too old. You're too tall. You're not skinny enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough, whatever it is. Because ultimately, those beliefs are more powerful. And it's what's happening 90% of the time all day long in your psyche. So you're trying to start from a place of action. And we have to really look at the beliefs 
Because if you want to get the most out of yourself and you want the action to be sustainable, we've got to make sure that those beliefs are changing. Okay, before we dig into this, let's say thanks to one of our awesome sponsors. Ladies, boot season has finally arrived. It's the perfect opportunity to be the fall fashion trendsetter you always dreamed of being, and you don't have to spend a million dollars to do it. Live up to your style potential with a JustFab.com membership. So I just ordered a couple pairs of shoes from JustFab. One of them is the Valerie Block Heel Buckle Booty, and I love them. I get compliments on them all the time. And the JustFab site is really easy to use. I just took their style quiz, and then they personalize the shopping experience. So all my favorite styles are right at the top. Millions of women say that JustFab is their go-to site to see what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. You can shop as a guest or become a JustFab VIP. And believe me, becoming a VIP is by far the best way to shop. VIPs save 30% off on retail prices and gain access to tons of other exclusive perks. I signed up as a VIP and found everything I needed perfectly picked just for me. And JustFab offers a flexible membership too, so every month you can choose to shop or skip. Shop the way you want to. It's time to step up your boot game. If you go to JustFab.com slash DreamJob now and sign up as a VIP, you'll get your first style for as low as $10. That's JustFab.com slash DreamJob to get your first style for as low as $10. JustFab.com slash DreamJob. Okay, so you guys know we had Jen Sincero on this podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and hear it because it's awesome. So listen at the end of this. She has two incredible books. Um, Her first book has already sold over 2 million copies. It's called You Are a Badass. And it's all about how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life that you deserve. I want to read a couple excerpts from this book because she's so brilliant at nailing down this whole topic. And I just want to share with you how she says it. Most people are living in illusion based on someone else's beliefs. How scary is that? Here's how it works. We as humans have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Most of us are only aware of our conscious minds, however, because that's where we process all of our information. It's where we figure things out. It's where we judge, we obsess, we analyze, we criticize, we worry that our ears are too big. We decide once and for all to stop eating fried food. We can grasp the concept that two plus two equals four. Our subconscious mind, on the other hand, is the non-analytical part of the brain that's fully developed the moment we arrive here on earth. It's all about feelings and instincts. It's also where we store all the early outside information we get. The subconscious mind believes everything because it has no filter. It doesn't know the difference between what's true and what's not true. She says, I can pretty much guarantee that every time you tearfully ask yourself the question, what is my problem? The answer lies in some lame, limiting, and false subconscious belief that you've been dragging around without even realizing it. We are, for the most part, completely oblivious to these subconscious beliefs that run our lives. When our conscious minds finally develop and show up for work, no matter how big and smart and how highfalutin they grow up to be, they're still being controlled by the beliefs we're carrying around in our subconscious minds. Our conscious mind thinks it's in control, you guys, but it's not. Our subconscious mind doesn't think about anything. So no matter what you say you want, listen to this. No matter what you say you want, if you've got an underlying subconscious belief that it's going to cause you pain, or it's not available to you, you either A, won't let yourself have it, or B, you're going to let yourself have it, but you're going to be so screwed up about it, and then you're going to go off and you're going to lose it anyway. So here are some scenarios that might ring a bell. Your conscious mind says, I want to get married and find my soulmate. And your subconscious mind says, intimacy leads to pain and suffering. So what happens? Nothing. Your conscious mind might say, I want to travel the world. And your subconscious mind might say fun equals irresponsible, which equals I won't be loved. And your passport remains blank. The first key to ridding yourself of limiting subconscious beliefs 
is we've got to become aware of them. Because until you're aware of what, what's really going on, you're going to keep working with your conscious mind. You're going to think you need to do this, you're going to do that, but you're going to be avoiding what's really buried underneath it. And that's an exercise in futility. So we really have to start changing the story. We have to start changing the story. And I, I have to tell you, I mean, when I think about what I've accomplished and people say to me, you know, what was the strategy or what do you think helped you to, you know, have this success with your, you know, with your podcast or with your music or with your family? It's so much about what I believe to be possible. And Jessica Huey said it really well when she was here. She said the greatest obstacle between where you are and where you want to be is your own belief in how possible that is. Your mind, truly, what you're carrying around is responsible for the life you have. So if you're ever taking a trip, have you ever done it this way? Have you ever like packed your bags and told your family, quick, quick, get in the car. We're going to go to the airport. You go to the airport and you get there and you got your luggage and you look up at what's going on and you're like, okay, where should we go? You don't do that, right? You don't just go to the airport and then try to choose a destination. You do it the opposite, right? You, you visualize, you plan, you have an idea of where you want to go. You get the tickets and then you take the action, right? If you ever built a house, what do you do? You get blueprints. You think about this. You imagine what you want it to be like. You think about your family eating in this house, having guests in this house. You think about how many kids you have and where you want them to sleep. And does this one need to share a room? And you, you picture what you want it to be like and what you want it to feel like and what color it should be and what wood floor it should have or whatever it is. And you hire an architect and you build it. You create it. You, you draw out the blueprints. And then you go ahead and you build the house. So everything is created twice. First, it's created in our minds. First, we see it. First, we strategize. First, we have the vision. So vision is so important because we have to push past what we think is possible and dream it up and, and see it. And the more we can see it, that's really ultimately what's going to determine what we actually go ahead and build. I feel like with so many people, they're just not getting this. And it's amazing how you can be sitting in the same room with three other people, but because of the way that you see the world, you're in three different realities. One person is sitting there and they're thinking about the past or something that you know they're worried about. And the person next to them is thinking about something that's going to happen later that day or next week. And they're stressed out. And the other person's sitting there and they're just like thinking about how beautiful these trees are right in front of them or they're thinking about just how happy they are or something they're grateful for. So what we think about and how we see things is ultimately how we experience things. And it determines so much of what we actually do because it has to do so much with what we think is possible. You know, there's a famous experiment with animals. They do this with elephants and I'm sure they do with other animals too, but they'll take elephants and they will tie a rope from their foot to a pole. And it'll, it'll have a certain amount of feet that it can go, you know, a certain amount of distance it can go from the pole. And it'll sort of like, it'll walk, you know, as far out as it can. And it'll realize that the pole tugs on its foot. And so it'll walk the entire perimeter, that whole circle, and it'll realize what its boundaries are. And it gets accustomed to that. So then when they actually take off the rope, the elephant doesn't go past those boundaries because that's as far as the things it can go. And that's what it's learned. And so that's where it stays. And for so many of us, that's the story of our life. We grow up hearing certain things, believing certain things. People tell us what's true or what's not. And even when those ropes are gone, 
we're the ones keeping ourselves stuck because we see it that way. And so instead of blaming ourselves for that, that's the reality for so many people. We live the lives that we think are possible, that we think we deserve. And that has so much to do with what we see, with what we can vision, with what we can actually feel is available to us. People have different ways of looking at things. They have different ways of looking at money. They have different ways of looking at God. They have different ways of looking at the world, at people, at marriage, at everything. And how we think about those things has everything to do with what the actual results are. Your life, your relationships, the way you live, how you live, where you live, who you live with, what you have, what you don't have. Our lives are a mirror image, a reflection of what's actually happening inside. What we believe about all of these things determines ultimately all of these things. I've had conversations with people. I remember talking once to a guy. He's just like really good looking, tall, smart, um, charismatic guy. And he's always poor. Like he's barely getting by. And I wound up sitting with him one day and asking him what he really wanted to do and helping him. He's a friend of mine. And I said to him, you know, why do you feel like you're always stuck and you're in this position? And he said, you know, I, I don't know. And I said, well, I'm here to help. Like, I'm not judging you. Like, let's talk about it. I said, what does money mean to you? And he's like, I don't know. I never thought about it. I was like, well, let's talk about it. And he said, I don't know. I feel like money makes people nasty. Money makes people greedy. Money causes stress. He's like, when I was growing up, money was the reason my parents fought all the time. And I said, oh, well, that's that's probably playing a big role in this because if deep down you feel like having more money will make you a greedy person or will cause you to have problems and stress like you saw when you were growing up, you're working against yourself. Part of you wants to have more money and part of you is feeling like that could just lead you to the worst stuff because you've already experienced how bad that can be. So we have to change our story around that. I'd love you actually to take a moment when you're done with this episode and get out a sheet of paper and write down several words. Write down love, write down money, write down success, write down dream job, write down marriage, write down abundance, write down a bunch of words. And then without filtering yourself and without judging yourself, just go ahead and write down what it is that you think about these things because you're going to go back and you might find it fascinating what's actually in there. And I think it's a really powerful conversation. Somebody asked me recently, we did this with a bunch of my, my friends and we went around and people asked me, you know, what do you think about money? And I said, um, let's see. And I just started to talk and I realized this is so powerful. I said, when I think of money, I think that money is available. I think that there's so much of it. I think of money as a resource. I think that the more money you have, the more you can do with that. You can have more friends over. You can do more good things. I think of money as not a big deal. I think of it as something that is literally like, there's so much of it and people just don't necessarily take what's theirs, but it's there. I also said that I think of money as the more you have, it, it comes with great responsibility because I think when you have money, I think you have the ability to do a lot of good with that. And you also, it's a big test on your character. So I actually think in some ways it's a bigger test to have money than it is not to. I think the more you have, I think that you need to realize that it's just like, you know, the bigger the car you have, right? I mean, you can do good with that. You can put fit more people in there and take them somewhere on a great trip, but you could also 
the bigger the car, it's like a weapon. You can hurt people with that. So we have to be really careful and just make sure we just keep using it for good. I've seen so many people talk about this. I once went to this um, Super Soul Sunday and I heard Oprah talking about how the more money that comes into her ecosystem, she just feels so grateful because she said she feels like that means that God is saying to her, I trust you with this. I feel like I'm putting this in your hands and you're going to allocate it really well. And so she feels like the more of that resource she has, she feels like she can give that blessing to so many other things and she sees it as just another resource. I just think it's really powerful to start thinking about what's really underneath all of this. And this is what's so cool. At the end of the day, if you really want to start creating your dream life, it has so much to do with what you think about things. And so this internal guide, this ability, the power of vision, you know, you hear it so many times, people talk about leaders with great vision. Why is that important? Because leaders with great vision help us see that vision. And then what happens is they help us see beyond the limitations. They help us see beyond what we thought was possible to something in the great unknown. They help us discover things and they help us reach further. And so that's what a great leader can do. They have such a clear vision and their vision so exceeds. So somebody with great vision, that's powerful because how far you can see, how big you can dream will determine how much action you start to take. And the more you have certainty, the more you keep seeing that vision, the more certain that vision becomes, the more real, the more you can almost touch it. It's like I said with building that house, the more that blueprint is clear and really, really clear. Now you can start filling in the pieces. Okay, so I'm going to get this wood, this countertop, I'm going to get this tile, but it's already been built. So don't underestimate that. Okay, before we keep going, let's take a quick ad break. So the question is, can your workout clothes double as your outfit for a night out or even for work? Yes. Carbon 38 is a luxury activewear and ready-to-wear brand designed by and for the modern woman. Transition effortlessly from studio to street or from workout to weekend. From leggings, sports bras, and swimsuits to sweaters, shoes, and dresses, Carbon 38 offers a wide variety of pieces. You guys, I'm obsessed with Carbon 38. I just ordered another four things this week, um, maybe because I started Pilates and I wanted even more new stuff, but I wear this stuff all the time. I have their Takara leggings. They're like black and then they have these little like shimmery pieces of confetti going all the way down the leg. You'll love them instantly. I get compliments all the time. Their best-selling Takara leggings are made with the super cool fabric that creates a leather look, but it's really comfortable, breathable, and highlights your legs in all the right places. These high fashion-inspired exclusives launch monthly and are always ahead of the latest trends. Carbon38.com offers new arrivals from top brands every day. And right now, my listeners can receive 20% off your order by going to Carbon38.com and using my code DREAMJOB. That's Carbon38.com promo code dream job for 20% off your purchase. Do you guys remember that when we talked about Carol Dweck's book in what they're not teaching you in school, we did an episode on what they don't teach you in school. We talked about how ultimately resilience, resilience and grit, that is the number one indication if someone will be successful or not, right? So hold on to that for a second. And then remember, we talked about Angela Duckworth and her TED talk, and we're going to have her on soon. So we'll, we'll talk about this even in more depth. But she says that optimism is actually correlated with having more grit. And that makes sense. The more optimistic, the more you believe is possible, the more grit, the more resilience. So she says we can cultivate that. We can become more optimistic. And that has to do with everything we're talking about today. The more we start to tell ourselves what's possible, the more gritty we become, the more resilience we have, the more we stay in it. And that determines how successful we'll be. We create our reality with what we see, with what we dream. And 
ultimately sometimes the reason we don't even let ourselves dream is because we have all of these beliefs. They're not really serving us and we have to let them go. And we have to realize that some of them are there because we think they're keeping us safe. Because deep down, when we were like five years old, there might have been a situation where something happened and we told ourselves, you know what? I don't want to fall in love because if I do, I'm going to get hurt like my mom. And you watch that. Or you, you saw something else happen and later in your life, you're eight or nine years old and your parents get divorced and you say to yourself, you know what? I don't want to have money because when you have money, you wind up leaving people. When you have money, you become a different person. You know, money makes you whatever. So you might be telling yourself consciously, I want this, I want that, I want to create this. But if deep down, there's something about it that you feel is going to cause you pain, you're going to be working against yourself. So that's why this episode is so important. I want you to think about this. I want you to work on this and I want you to change it. There are ways that you can change this. Your subconscious will believe what you tell it. It just has to do with repetition. So if you've been repeating certain things to yourself for a long time, whether you knew it or not, and they're not helpful and they're not serving you and they're negative, your subconscious is believing that. But if you can start to proactively repeat to yourself new things and change that story, your subconscious will believe it. It'll absorb it. And it will then change the way you feel about things, which will then change the action you take. So it's not really that complicated, but it's in our blind spot. And that's why it needs attention. It deserves attention. And when you start to see how powerful this is, it's a game changer. So instead of feeling bad about the time that's gone by where we've been listening to some of these old stories and these old tapes, let's make a decision to change it. And I'd love to hear what happens for you from this. So come on over to Instagram and DM me. Let me know if this made an impact or if this is working. See how you start to feel a week from now, two weeks from now. Start to look at the stuff. Let it out. If you need to do it in morning pages, every morning, let all that yucky stuff out in morning pages and then write a whole clean page about the new stuff. Change the story and tell yourself what you really want to tell yourself, what you really know is true, what you really believe is true and see how that affects you and how having that new understanding gets you into a different mode and gets you being creative and gets you believing in possibility and gets you certain of what you can achieve and pushes you past what you thought your your perimeters were, your limits were. And then how does that start to manifest into what the results actually are because of the action you start to take? So I'd love to hear how you guys are doing. I'd love to hear more about this. I wish you could see what I see for you. I don't see that it's a big thing to ask from God, from the universe, for each one of us, for every person on this planet to be happily doing what they love doing and making a great living from it and making the world feel awesome, giving out their gifts, sharing their art, their writing, their poetry, their dance, their music, their, their baking, whatever it is that you have to offer. I'm telling you, it's beyond what you believed is possible. So see if you can push that. See if you can use your imagination. See if you can dream it up and then look at whatever comes up. Maybe you, you think a thought, I don't deserve it or I'm not good enough. How can you change that? How can you change that? When I meet people and they want to tell me all the reasons why it has nothing to do with what they believe, it's just because they didn't get lucky. They didn't get the right zip code. They weren't born into the right family. They don't have the right context. They don't have the time. They don't have the money. It's not that. 
It's not that. And guess what? It's so much more empowering when you really get what it is because it means we get to decide. We have some control over it. It's not just some lucky breaks of this one got these cards and they got lucky enough that they're going to be able to do something great with their life. And these other people, they just were born in the wrong place or they just don't have you know, the right last name. And therefore, it's not going to happen. Look at Oprah, you guys. She's the wealthiest woman who ever walked the face of the earth. She was born in a town. She didn't have anything. She was impoverished. She was raped. But she trained her subconscious mind to change the way she was wired. And this is the story that's repeated over and over and over again. This is the same story Tony Robbins tells about himself. He was evicted from his apartment. He just kept coming up short. He couldn't pay the bills. He was overweight. And he said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not coming back to a door with a sign on it ever again that says, you need to move out. You've been evicted. He's like, I got to change this. And so he started working for Jim Rowan. And what did he do? He became a master at shifting his subconscious beliefs. I was raised in a home where there was so much negativity and the things that I heard and things that I saw, you know, my mom was so depressed. She didn't want to live. She said, what's the point in living? You know, I heard so many of these negative beliefs about marriage. I heard negative beliefs about, oh, it will never happen. Dreams only happen for certain people, not for other people. I've had to work the most, not just on putting out content or writing the right music or making the right emails or connecting to the right people or going through fertility treatments. You know what got me through those fertility treatments? I had to shape my mind. I had so many doctors staring me in the face and saying, you're not going to have a child. It's not in the cards. I looked at your test results. You're not, I, and I had to change that so that I would then push myself, change the way I really believed it. Because otherwise, if I believed what they said, if I accepted it, would I have taken the action that ultimately got me through 12 rounds of fertility treatment? No, I wouldn't have because I would have believed it was futile, but I didn't. We can tap into the unlimitedness that we have within us. I have a friend named Dick Solomon, and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a year ago. And he said to the doctor, what's the world record on someone who survived cancer? How long have they lived? And the doctor said, I don't know. The doctor said, just get your affairs in order. You're going to be here eight more weeks. He told him he was going to die. He said he felt so bad for his wife and daughter who was sitting next to him because he said, I knew I wasn't going to accept that, but they had to hear that. And they didn't necessarily know how sure I was that I was going to keep going. Now, if any of you knows about cancer, pancreatic cancer, it's a death sentence. You know what he did? He didn't accept it. His subconscious mind said no. And so he did all the chemo. He did everything he needed to do in terms of the science. And he had done a two-day workshop at UCLA in guided imagery. And he had worked with a trainer who helped him understand how to change those thoughts. So every single day, he's working that. He's working his subconscious mind. And you know what happens? So on the days when he's feeling sick, on the days when he's feeling a little low, he tells himself, you're going to get better. You're going to feel better in 10 minutes. You're going to feel better in 20 minutes. Keep going. Keep going. And that fuels him to then feel better, which gives him the, the courage to take more action and walk. And guess what? It's been 13 months. He was given eight weeks 13 months ago. It's been 13 months. He just walked four miles the other day. He's doing great. His doctors are saying he's a medical miracle. He told me a story about a guy he knew who was shot down in Vietnam, and he was a prisoner of war for seven years in horrific conditions. And before he had gone to Vietnam, this guy, he, um, he was an incredible golfer. And while he was a prisoner, 
every single day, he would play 18 holes of golf in his mind. And he would picture himself getting up and just, you know, hitting the golf ball. And this is how he, he kept from going insane. And when he finally was rescued and he came home, the first thing he did is he got some friends together and they went out to the golf course and he shot par. Have you ever read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning? He was in the Holocaust. What he was able to do from inside the concentration camp. Your subconscious mind is so powerful. and You have to be able to go in there and look at what's playing over and over and over again. And my friend Dick said to me, he said, look, you know, when you're growing up, all these beliefs come in and you start to absorb things and there's some negativity in there. People tell you you're not good enough or it won't happen or life is a doggy dog world or things don't work out or whatever it is. So he said, picture a scale and all those negative thoughts, they're like rocks on one side of the scale and they're there. And, and that's a thing. They've already been absorbed. They're already there. So what are you going to do about it? What you can now do is put other rocks on the other side of that scale and keep proactively putting those other rocks on the other side until it tips. And the new, more powerful things that you tell yourself through repetition, they start to change what you ultimately believe is the, is the answers. So you tell yourself, of course I can do more than this. Of course I can handle this. And you surround yourself with people who remind you of that. And so you then don't accept it. So you know what Dick is going to do now? He's volunteering. He wants to help people who've been diagnosed with stage four cancer and he wants to help them not to accept this because what you believe affects how you feel and then how you feel affects what action you take, like I said before. So this is crucial. And the reason I'm doing this podcast twice a week is to put some other rocks on the other side of that scale. I want you to know that things do work out, that things are possible, that you have unlimited potential, that there's evidence that you can do so much that you don't need a PhD, that you can be messy, that your work in progress version is, is completely ready to go. I want you to know that you're loved, that you're massively, ferociously, unconditionally loved. Like Jen Sincero says in her book, the universe is totally freaking out about how awesome you are. It's got you wrapped in a warm gorilla hug of adoration. It wants to give you everything you desire. It wants you to be happy. It wants you to see what it sees in you. I believe this. I absolutely believe this. I, I didn't grow up with that thought. I remember going to Jerusalem on a whim. There was like a free trip. It's called the birthright trip. And I went in college and I got there and I was there for a few weeks and I wound up staying there for over two years. And I could feel that there was like this spiritual vortex, that there was this energy, there was something transcendent going on in the universe. I could just feel it. I could just feel it. Like the way you can feel that you're standing here, that you're sitting right here listening to this podcast. I knew there was something else going on. And I started to look into it and read mysticism and came to understand that there is inherent value in every human being. And the day you were born was the day that God, the universe, the creator, whatever you want to call it, this world decided we can't be here without you. We needed you in order to complete and make more whole and more beautiful this world. So twice a week, I want you to be listening to this show because I want to be changing the scale and adding rocks to the other side. All right, let's say thanks to another sponsor and we'll get right back. The right hire can make a huge impact on your business. That's why it's so important to find the right person. But where do you find that individual? You could try posting on the job boards, but can you really be sure the right person sees your job? Instead, find the person who will help you grow your business with LinkedIn. As the world's largest professional network, people go to LinkedIn every day to grow professionally and discover job opportunities. 70% of the US workforce is already there. LinkedIn jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are, their skills, their interests, and even how open they are to new opportunities. 
This way, your job gets seen by more of the right people. Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but 9 out of 10 members are open to new opportunities, so you can reach out to them on LinkedIn. That's why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn, and businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. I recently met someone who's amazing through LinkedIn, and I've talked to a friend of mine who does HR, and she said that's what she uses all the time because so many people are open to new opportunities. So she'll reach out, and nine out of 10 times, this person is open to hearing about a new job, and that's how she finds great people. Go to linkedin.com slash dreamjob and get $50 off toward your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash dreamjob for $50 off today. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supported memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And they are not just a mattress company. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure an overall better sleep experience. Casper's mattresses are made in the USA. Buying the Casper is easy. You can order online. It's delivered to your door in a compact box and free shipping and free returns to the US and Canada. Plus, Casper offers a risk-free 100-day trial. Considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. So we tried, I think, five different mattresses, and we couldn't agree. We finally tried the Casper mattress, and we were both happy. My husband and I both agreed that it was the most comfortable mattress we had tried. It was just so great. It came right to the door. We didn't have to go to the store, buy a mattress, and then pay extra for delivery. We just slid it right into our room and we loved it. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. So the reason I keep bringing up Jen Sincero is because her whole book is about how do you change your subconscious mind and how do you alter it in a positive way? And she gives some examples of things that you can do. She says, appreciate how special you are. There will never be anyone else exactly like you. You were given special gifts and talents to share with the world. And even though everybody has special gifts and talents, nobody will use theirs quite the same way you will. How often do I tell you that, you guys? You have a way of being in the world and a perspective that's unique to you. You're the only one who thinks your thoughts the way you think them. You are the only you there will ever be. You are kind of a big freaking deal. Number two, drown yourself in affirmations. It works. Figure out what affirmations you need to hear the most. Repeat them all day long in your head if you have to, in the car, while you're walking down the street, pretending you're on the phone. It doesn't matter. Say them while you're in line at the DMV. Constantly text it to yourself. You guys, Jerry Seinfeld meditates twice a day. He's been doing this for over 20 years. Bill Jackson, who coached the Lakers and the Bulls, had them meditate before every game. You know what he had them doing? He had them doing this. He had them visualizing themselves going through the game, hitting every layup, getting every shot. So what wound up happening was they had already done it in their mind. So when they went out there, they just played it all out. So when you're thinking about Michael Jordan, I don't want you to be confused and think he ate really well. He took 400 jump shots before breakfast and boy, does that work. He did all that. He probably had the best trainers, the best everything money can buy. And you know what else he did? He trained his mind. He worked on himself. He sculpted himself so that he pushed himself. And this is the other thing. We have a ceiling on what we think that we can achieve. We have a certain level of like, this is how far I can go. I want you to keep pushing that ceiling up and saying, 
I thought I could lift five pounds. I can lift 10 pounds. You know, I think I can handle 20 pounds. What about adding another 30 pounds? You know, with myself, I used to think I could have one child and, and, and have a career, but I can't have two. You know what happens? You add the second child, you stretch. You add a third child, we stretched. We stretched again. I had this music thing going. I had this desire to start a podcast. I didn't think I could do it. We stretched. If you stretch past, you just change the thought. You go from saying, oh, I can. I'm already at my capacity to, I'm not at my capacity. I can do more. I can handle more. You can. And it's also, it has to do with how much success you feel like you're willing to tolerate too. Because on some level, it's, can I handle more success? So I want you to spend time every single day. And I want you to see yourself playing it out. I want you to see yourself starting that business. I want you to see yourself getting up in front of those people, giving that speech, and I want you to see it going well. I want you to see yourself playing those 18 holes of golf like Dick's friend. And here's another important part. When you're sort of seeing it, when you're doing this sort of Jerry Seinfeld thing where you're giving yourself these mantras and you're sort of seeing yourself being able to tolerate the success and expand your capacity to do more and handle more. And you're watching yourself in your mind, just breezing through it. And then I want you to stop and see if you can feel how it's going to feel when you're able to do that, when you're standing in that moment and you are able to have that third child and you can handle it. When you are able to see that you can run that business and it's working out, when you're able to see yourself making that art and somebody coming in and buying that painting and they're spending $35,000 on it and they love it. And you know it's going to make them feel good every day when they see that in their living room. How does that feel? See, when you stop to feel how it's going to feel, it integrates into your body. It's sort of like the feeling is more. It goes deeper than the thought. And that's why the thoughts, as I said before, they're so, so critical because our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings control our actions. So I've got to get you in a place where you're training your mind to think a certain way and then holding on for one second to that feeling and don't let it go. And then you can move on because the feeling of those thoughts, the feelings of that positivity, letting that absorb, like when you're, you know, you're watering the plants and then you see it sort of like absorb into the soil, let that feeling absorb because those feelings, that sweet feeling of like watching yourself, being able to achieve it, watching yourself in your mind's eye, being able to do these things. How does it feel? Why don't you do that right now? Take a second, close your eyes. And whatever you're dreaming about, I want you to picture yourself standing in that cafe and people are coming in and this is your shop and people are enjoying that pie and you're talking to Mrs. Wilson who comes in every Tuesday and you're asking her how her weekend was and how her daughter is and you're standing there and you see your name hanging outside that window. How does that feel? I want you to picture yourself writing music and hearing your song playing as you sit in the theater and it's playing during a trailer to a great movie that's coming up and you see Anne Hathaway, she's on that screen and you hear your song coming through those speakers and you're sitting in that theater. How does that feel? I want you to picture yourself at that potter's wheel getting paid so well every day to make that pottery and then you get a call from Barney's, you get a call from Bloomingdale's, you get a call from Crate and Barrel, they're ordering 3,000 more pots, 3,000 more mugs. How does that feel? How does that feel? I want you to see yourself being able to handle that success, being okay with it, realizing it's like nothing, you know? God can create mountains and rivers and palaces. It's not a big deal to give you a beautiful life, making a living, doing what you love, and sharing those gifts with the world.
that's a birthright. But you've got to get to a place where you realize, of course you can do that. And you let that thought in. And then you start getting super creative. We have on our shoulders the greatest computer processor that ever was created in the universe. Your mind can be so resourceful, can be so helpful, can be so incredible at solving problems, but you've got to give it the question and you've got to believe it's possible. When somebody sets out to do something, hey, I want to become president of the United States. Hey, I want to start this company. Hey, I want to be able to achieve, you know, feeding a billion hungry people around the world. So if your mind says to you, oh, it's impossible, then forget it. You don't rally your ability to solve those problems. But if you just turn it into a question, you say, yeah, I can do that. How would I do it? So what would I do first? And if that belief is there that it's possible and you just start asking those questions, well, what would I do? Oh, I guess I could do this. I could reach out to so-and-so. I could write that book, right? Remember when Alex Benayan was here and he's like, what am I going to do? I don't want to be in med school. I want to drop out of school. And he said, I want to write that book on how do you break through? And he, he said he wanted to write that book because he couldn't find it in the library. So he said, I'm going to write it myself. And then he thought, well, if I drop out of school and my parents refuse to pay my bills anymore and they don't even want to speak to me, how am I going to fund the next few years of my journey so that I can actually write this book? His friend said to him, why don't you go on The Price is Right? And so instead of saying no, he goes, yeah, maybe I can go on The Price is Right. And so he spent all night, instead of studying for finals, spent all night trying to figure out how to hack The Price is Right. Because instead of thinking it's not possible, he thought, all right, let's say that is possible because I believe it is possible. I could win the whole thing. I could then sell everything I win and that could help me have the money to fund my journey. He decided to spend all night looking into how he could pack the prices right. He went on to the show the next day. He won the entire thing, sold everything just like he said he would, and went on over the next seven years to meet Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Steven Spielberg, Lady Gaga, Maya Angelou, and the list goes on. And he wrote a best-selling book called The Third Door. That all stems from the beliefs of, I can do this. And if I can do this, then what should I do? And if I believe I can do this, then what action can I take? So those beliefs made him feel empowered, made him feel like he could rip it open, which then gave his mind incredible energy. And then he started coming up with, you know, all sorts of plans and he took that action. We've got to understand how this works. So ultimately, I, I think that you guys are getting what I'm saying, right? We have to get our subconscious on board with this new game plan. Dr. Kathy Colout, she was on Marie Forleo's show. She said, your job as president and CEO of yourself and your life is to get the most out of the most dependable and capable employee you have at your disposal, which is your subconscious mind. When Susan Kaiser Greenland was on the show, she said, slow down. When you're in a rush, when you feel like you're tensing up, stop and feel the sensation in your feet. Get out of that automatic flight or fight response. Take some time to get quiet and observe your thoughts. Journaling meditation, walk without your phone for a few minutes, do it alone so no one else is there to judge you, but start recognizing your thinking patterns so you can anticipate when they come up again. Another thing you can try, have an interview with your subconscious. Instead of just trying to resist your subconscious thoughts and fight it, be respectful. Have a talk with it. Maybe just give it a second and say, okay, I hear you, but why is this thought happening? Ask yourself, where is this fear or negativity coming from? Another thing you can try is like I've been saying, building the positivity, practicing turning the negative into a positive. When you learn to recognize your thoughts, you'll catch yourself saying things like, wow, I just failed miserably. And instead you can say, all right, well, that didn't work out, but I learned a lot from it. Write down something you're grateful for every single day. This will help build the positivity and clarity on what's really important. You can also try surrounding yourself with people who are your North Star 
and are proving to you that things are possible. Keep reinforcing the idea that things are doable because the more this conscious knows what's possible, the more it will do anything you tell it is possible. And like Jen Sincero said, take action that scares the crap out of you every single day. Keep doing it scared and that fear loosens its grip. You realize you can do something that terrifies you and you're going to survive it. Again, it's reinforcing the subconscious that through these experiences, this actually isn't so scary. And that mantra, coming up with a mantra or two and repeating it to yourself every single day, writing it down, post it on your wall, make it the background on your phone, look in the mirror and say to yourself, it's not just an affirmation. It's a reminder of what we are and what's possible. So we have to rewire our internal thinking. So I hope right now that you're feeling inspired. I would encourage you to stop for a second and write down some positive things that you want to walk around and remind yourself of every single day. And I want you to be ahead of the curve because I want you to know that you can keep telling yourself, I'm going to take this action. I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to write my book. I'm going to sit at the piano. I'm going to write a song. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. If you are thinking ultimately you're not good enough or it's not going to work out or no one really will love you or whatever it is, you're going to be fighting against yourself the whole way. So I want you to know that that's there and I want you to be ahead of it and proactively working with that. You guys, there is so much that you are capable of. You are incredible, majestic, and I know how much is possible. I see it. I've seen it in my own life. It's like magic. And I look at people and I look at their lives and I'm like, if you're super frustrated at this point about what's happening, look no further than what you really hold on to because we have the lives that we believe we deserve. So we've got to change what we think we deserve and we've got to stretch. All right, to sum up, I want to read to you how Jen Sincero ends her book. She says, give yourself the permission and the means. Yes, this includes the money to be who you are, regardless of what anybody else thinks or believes is possible. Do not deny yourself the life you want to live because you're worried you're not good enough or that you'll be judged or that it's too risky because who does that benefit? No one. That's who. When you live your life doing the things that turn you on, that you're good at, that bring you joy, that make you shove stuff in people's faces and scream, check this out. You walk around so lit up that you shoot sunbeams out of your eyeballs, which automatically lights up the world around you, which is precisely why you are here to shine your big ball of fire onto this world of ours, a world that literally depends on your light to survive. You are powerful. You are loved. You are surrounded by miracles. Believe. I want you to really believe that what you desire is here and available to you and you can have it all. This is where the rubber meets the road, you guys. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Now, here are some takeaways. Number one, we have to start changing the story and it starts when we change our subconscious mind. Number two, it's not about the cards you were dealt. It's about what you believe is possible. Number three, the day you were born is the day this world decided we cannot be without you. Number four, you are a big freaking deal. Number five, we have a ceiling on what we believe we can achieve. Keep pushing that ceiling higher. Stretch past what you believe is your capacity. Number six, your mind is the greatest processor that was ever created in the universe. Number seven, slow down and stop. Feel what it's like when you're standing in that moment, when you're achieving what you want. Number eight, build positivity. Repeat those mantras. Follow your North Star. Remind yourself what's possible. Number nine, we have the lives we think we deserve, so give yourself permission to go for the life you want. 
Okay, here are some other announcements. So guys, we made a Google Doc so you can see what other Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners are in your area. And this way you guys can meet up in person. Or if you live kind of far, some of you live in Russia or Spain, you could do meetups online over Zoom video calls. But we would love to encourage you to get together and meet up every single week or every other week. We're going to give you guys some questions to get that conversation going. We're going to give you guys more support. I will be reaching out to these satellite groups all over the world and I'll be checking in with you. I'll be asking what cool things are happening with members of your group so I can talk about about it on the show. And also I'll sort of see who's been taking action and then I'll come on and I'll do a private Zoom video call with your group. It'll be really fun. It'll be an additional way for you guys to get momentum, to seek accountability from one another, to brainstorm with each other, to support one another, and to apply what you're learning from this podcast and in your life and to help each other to move this forward and get things off the ground. So if you want to sign up to be a part of one of those groups, you can find the link on the show notes at Apple Podcasts, but you can also find the link at the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group or the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. Go ahead and sign up and join one of these amazing groups. There's so many delicious people on there. There's people who are soap makers and kite makers and yoga teachers and bakers and so many interesting people. Go ahead and sign up. You will love being a part of a group of people who are helping each other be more optimistic, who are helping each other to see more of what's possible. I think that when we're alone, we, we struggle so much more than when we're inside of a group of, of like-minded people who can be supportive and we can start to say things out loud and put ideas into action and amazing things will happen. All right. Also, we're doing our 100th episode next Monday, October 8th, and we want to feature some of the awesome things you guys have been doing since we began the show. So I thought it would be cool to have some stats about how much progress you all have made as a whole. And so we made a survey with a few questions about where you're at, how much money you've made with your side hustle, what steps you've been taking, how have you leveled up? We want to talk about that on, on next week's episode. We want to be able to feature some of you and talk about your wins and your stories. So go ahead and fill out that survey. There's a link in the show notes on iTunes, and there's also a link um, at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com in the show notes to fill out the survey. Guys, if you like this episode, if you liked any episode we've done, I would love if you took a second and shared it. We're about to have our 100th episode. We've been putting in this work because we love you, and we added a second episode every week. If you want to give us something back... I would love to see if every single one of you would leave us a review and share the show with your friends. Send to them in a text, send them an email with a link to the show, share it on your Facebook page, share it on your Instagram and give me a shout out, tag me so that I can see who's listening and who's supporting. And I'm going to choose a few winners this week. Those of you who go ahead and share the show and leave us a review. If you follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller, let me know that you went ahead and shared it. Go ahead and DM me. If you want me to follow you back, I will. I'd love to support you and share you on and see what amazing things that you guys are doing. So thank you so much. Also in celebration of our 100th episode next Monday, October 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be going live on Instagram and and I'll be doing a free concert for you guys. I know that you hear my songs at the end of these episodes, but I'll be playing for you live from my living room with one of my close friends who's also my co-writer on these songs. And we'll be singing for you a bunch of my songs. And I'll also leave some time to do some Q&A. So that'll be next Monday, October 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to celebrate our 100th episode, which comes out next week. Thank you for helping us get to where we are. I love you so much. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll be talking to you Thursday on our next episode and I'll be seeing some of you Thursday and Friday at our live event. There's still a few tickets left. If you'd like to join us, you can find tickets to that also in the show notes on iTunes. If you use the code DREAMJOB20, you can get 20% off your tickets. Um, we'd love to see you for a two-day event this week. Can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome day. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.